Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Mike to Mike is back. And we are looking for a good sponsor of Mike to Mike. It's a weekly podcast and a weekly episode on uh, the Snowman in the Morning morning show highlighting different broadcasters. May they be big time, may they be small time, maybe the whatever. But we want to give you, the fans, the story of how it is from the perspective of different broadcasters, including play-by-play announcers. And the person that I have on the hotline with me right now is the football play-by-play voice at Howard University. I was introduced to this contact via a very dear friend, Michael Lyle. So... We talked for a bit, and I said, you know what? I want to get this man on. Here he is. Trevin Jones now joins me on the hotline. How are you, my friend? I'm good, family. How are you making up? Oh, man, I am doing well. It is so good to see a black play-by-play announcer getting it done and, and getting it in, because there needs to be more of us out there, period. Well, you know what, Brian, there are there are plenty of us um, just getting our, our, our feet wet, so to speak, because as we travel around, of course, I'm the voice of the Howard University Bison uh, football and basketball team, and as you travel, you get to see the different, um, actually, students that are coming up and learning about broadcasting, actually calling the games uh, for their respective colleges, and also you, also you see professionals, you see older men, older gentlemen such as myself, um, who are coming back to the, to the, especially HBCUs, and making it happen, so there are are plenty of us out there trying to make it happen and I think what happens, the key is that you just need that opportunity to take that next step and once they get it, I'm quite sure they're going to take advantage of it. Absolutely um, one of my dearest friends Joshua Jackson, the voice of Florida A&M another friend, Donald Ware the voice of uh, North Carolina A&T so it's like you said the opportunities just need to happen and I've been asked so many times how I got into it I got into it calling high school games which I still do and I've been in this 21 years. How did you land at uh, how did you how did you land at Howard? Interesting story. Um, goes a long way back, but I cut it in half. Uh, actually, I worked for Lamont Germany, who's the voice of the Morgan State Bears. Um, Lamont knew that uh, Lamont and I actually met at Sirius XM Radio, and I was working for the uh, Fantasy Sports Channel um, there, and he was actually a, a voice uh, that would do our updates. Um, and uh, Ty Miller, who I work with at Sheridan Broadcasting, I'm also an anchor for SBN Sports currently, um, connect me with Lamont because they knew each other on a small world because that's in D.C. SBN Sports is in Pittsburgh. Um, so I happened to, I worked here at first, left here, went to D.C., started working, uh, met Lamont. Lamont said, hey, Trev, I hear you're interested. Um, do you have any experience? And at that point, it was slim to none. I started at Norfolk State University. I'm a Spartan. Uh, I actually called the basketball games played by a color commentating there. And uh, I told him that I had limited experience. And he said, well, I need somebody to fill in for me. Um, why don't you come work with me? So for those of you who do not know, um, Lamont Germany is one of the co-founders of the uh, Heritage Sports Network, HSRN. Um, so that was the opportunity for me to work with him. 
we drove all the way to Bowling Green, Kentucky uh, to do a <laughs> Western Kentucky-Morgan State game, uh, which I think was my first game with him, and then we did a couple after that. Then after that, uh, Mr. Hill uh, at Howard University needed an announcer uh, or a voice. They had been looking for some time. Lamont called me in the middle of the summer and said, Trev, I think I have an opportunity for you. This was three years ago. Um, connected me with Mr. Hill, Mr. Ed Hill, Jr. Uh, Mr. Hill allowed me to do the Akron game three years ago for uh, Howard University, got to go to Ohio, and uh, that was it. Um, started from there. Mike Lindo, the funny thing is, though, Brian, Mike Lindo, who was supposed to be my producer, uh, was working with me as a producer, and the first game was a bit of a struggle for me, and I'm a very, very humble brother, and I was supposed to do play-by-play play and color. Had a little bit of a struggle doing both at that time, and I uh, asked Mike, my producer, to step up. And he stepped to the plate, Brian. Really, he, he was as nervous as I was. In the second half of the game, Mike actually stepped up and became my color commentator uh, the second half of my very first game with Howard three years ago, and he's been my color commentator ever since. You know, it's so tough flying solo doing play-by-play and color commentary. I've done it many, many times over. Not the easiest trick in the book to pull off. But with you getting the experience that you did starting at Norfolk State and then becoming the voice of Howard University uh, football and basketball and then you, uh, working with SBN as the morning, morning drive anchor, how do you keep all this stuff together schedule-wise? It's easy. Um, first of all, you know what, what side your bread is buttered on. <laughs> right. That being said, right. Uh, SBN is my regular, uh, Monday through Friday, um, sometimes Sunday. Uh, we're working here. And then on the weekends, of course, I get to go to the football games. I do a lot of traveling. Um, so it, it, the schedule pretty much takes care of itself um, okay. because – through the week, I get to cover black college football, which is, for anybody that's listening, and you're out there looking for a job, especially for students, high school students, uh, middle school students, and, and even college students, make sure that once you graduate from college, if you decide to go to college, that you're doing something that you love doing. Thank you. That way, you never work a day in your life. If you do not do that, and even if you're working into struggle at first, work towards getting a job that's doing something that you love doing. I say that because... For me, it's this. I'm not rich, um, and nothing is really, really lucrative. And, Brian, you know, calling games, people may think they hear our voice and we're getting paid, but we're really not getting paid a lot of money. No. Um, but we, we're in it for the passion of it. We love doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just lend that advice to anyone that's listening. Do something that you love doing because, again, you'll never work a day in your life. Of course, financially, you might have to do some other things to make ends meet. But at least on a regular basis, day to day, you're doing something that you enjoy. I say that because I'm covering black college football all of the time. So here at SBN, covering black college football, because we named the national black college champion, then I got to I get to go on the weekends and get this, Brian. On my weekends, I get to go to college football games. I mean, I'm in heaven. <laughs> I'm getting there. I've learned a lot in the past year about getting there. I had so many chances to bond with the kids. You know, calling the games that I called. I'll tell you an experience that I had two years ago. I had the pleasure of doing the Circle City Classic at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And Mike warned me that it would be an experience I would never forget. He was dead on right with those those words. From the bands at halftime, from all of the preamble, the pregame scene, the teams come out on the field, seeing them warm up on that 
on that turf to to calling the game itself and seeing the fans rally around both teams and rally around black college football period it was an experience i will never forget and that's being nice about it oh yeah i'm quite sure excuse me that when you come to the classic like that um i mean it's just extraordinary and that's not to mention the homecomings themselves oh yeah so anytime to the classics and you have the homecomings and for people who haven't experienced hbcu football or black college football on the hbcu campus or even the neutral sites you have to go because it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. The first experience I had with uh, an HBCU homecoming was 1994 when I was at North Carolina A&T University. Boy, you want to talk about a week's worth of you want to talk about a year's worth of events crammed into seven days? That was my first experience and a wonderful one. And, and and if you were at A&T, isn't that the greatest homecoming on earth? Isn't that the, the, the label that's given to A&T's homecomings? I was in heaven. <laughs> I was in absolute heaven, period. Oh, I was in heaven. Yeah, I got to experience that um, two years ago. Well, actually, last year, because Howard was at North Carolina A&T in Greensboro. itself was ridiculous. Oh, my Miles. God, yes. And then not to mention the excitement outside of the stadium. <laughs> it was immediately following the game, so I was experienced. For 1994, it was a concert inside, it was a concert outside of the stadium right after the game, and then there was a comedy show in the Corbett Sports Center right right after the football game. So you want to talk about a Saturday that wears you out, that would be one of of them, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Not at all, not at all. And again, um, HBCU football, I mean... For those of you who don't know, historically black colleges and universities, uh, it's just amazing. I mean, it's something that you love. Um, it's something that you meet people like I'm meeting Brian, uh, Michael Lyles, who we talked about earlier. I met him, uh, mm-hmm. what, three years ago, actually. Uh, we did a game up in uh, Central Connecticut, uh, and Mike was there because he's a Howard alum. Uh, so he knew that we were coming to town, came to the game. Uh, we sat down and we chatted, and, and we've been connected ever since. So not only do you get to meet other uh, black men and women who are doing what you're doing, and very humble, Brian, for the most part, everyone that you come across is willing to give you that helping hand right. to help you get your foot in the door or make something happen. Uh, and then from that, that point on, you have lifelong friendships. You, you sure do, man. How... Who did you listening? Who did you listen to as a play-by-play announcer? Who were some of your influences that made you wanted to get want to get in this game? Let me tell you something. Um, and I'm older than him, um, or than he was. But Stuart Scott uh, was the man for me. And it's kind of interesting because I always visualized because I never heard it growing up. Um, someone that would take uh, the way our, our, our lifestyle. Um, and actually presented on a, a national medium, a national platform, and had it accepted professionally yes, um, the way Stuart Scott did. Yes, and sir. moving from Stuart Scott forward, I'm quite sure there were announcers before him, um, but I don't think anybody caught the nation by storm the way Stuart Scott did. Absolutely. And I don't believe people accepted the vernacular or accepted the style the way that they did when it was presented by Stuart Scott. So, I mean, I, I've listened to people beforehand, but Stuart Scott is the person that stands out because of the way that he just took what we do. And there were people who've done it before him, but didn't do it as well as he did on that national platform and took, it, took the advantage of the opportunity the way he did. So definitely you have to give props to Stuart Scott. Absolutely, you got to give props to Stuart Scott. The person that did it for me, and I always knew since I was 10 years old I'd be a play-by-play announcer, um, I mention this name all the time. A former voice of the Chicago Bulls, Jim Durham, was the man who mm-hmm. did it for me. 
Okay. I was such a faithful listener to Jim Durham. I got a young fellow who calls uh, basketball games with me, Travis Harmon Smith. And mm-hmm. I gave him that name. When right. we met at our next assignment, he looked at me and said, I didn't realize how nice Jim Durham was. And I looked at him <laughs> and I said, and you wonder why, even though he passed on um, a, few day, a few days ago this month in 2012, mm-hmm. you'd never realize how big of an influence he would I never realized how big an influence he would have on me? He would have on me. And Travis looked at me and said, "I didn't realize Jim Durham was so nice." I said, "And you wonder why right. I still continue to research him this day and try to make my game better." Without question, and that's a good move. I'll tell you what: um, when I was younger, I used to listen to Al McGuire and Billy Packer. There you go. The, uh, the, the basketball games. I also used to listen to Keith Jackson. Um, Keith Jackson, way back in the day, um, was doing the college football, and he was yep. probably he was a I would say he was somebody that stood out. If you were an average college football fan, um, on Saturdays you would hear Keith Jackson's voice and you would know um, that that was Keith Jackson, just with his phrases and the way that he did his games. Um, And I don't mean any discredit to them at all. Uh, But, again, uh, the person that just stood out to me was was, uh, Stuart Scott because he had to overcome um, more obstacles than they did, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, without question, in our field. Um, And he made it happen. He wasn't play-by-play. I don't know if he used to do it at North Carolina or not. Um, but, I mean, he was just that person. When you realized you wanted to do this, what was the first thing, what was the first show you did or the first game you called which made you realize even more, I want to do this? Easy. Um, I first did it at uh, in high school um, as an announcer on radio because I wanted to get into radio then. So I knew then that I wanted to get into radio. Didn't know what I wanted to do specifically, but wanted to make it happen. I saw Ronaldo Nehemiah, Skeets Nehemiah at the University Skeets. of Maryland, um, who was in communications, and there was a feature that was done on him uh, that showed him in the studio and doing things. Didn't get to hear his voice, but just because I ran track and he ran track too, we both ran hurdles, I related to him immediately, and communication got my interest. Went from there, fast forward to Norfolk State. Uh, went to school to, communicate, to study communications and got the opportunity to try out to do either play-by-play or color commentating for the Spartans basketball games. Keith Shepard was the person that I did it with, and he became a play-by-play. I did the color commentating. So it was a Norfolk State basketball game, Jellicoe's Arena on the Norfolk State campus. Um, was the very first time that I actually got to experience uh, uh, doing this. Um, and then it just went on from there. I stayed in the industry, uh, whether it be music, whether it be uh, producing, whether it be uh, on-air talent, um, and just took it you know, from there forward. And what's so fun, you mentioned an old receiver that hardly gets a lot of cre- credit in Skeets Nehemiah. I remember uh, his days with, with the 49ers. When you said that name, it's a very familiar name to me. Like I said, with me, it was Jim Durham that got me started, and hearing him call... Uh, jump shots by the bull, uh, call Bulls games. Here's how I got started, and people love when I tell this story. December 7th, 1995, at Chicago State University, my friend Kevin had checked out a camera from the uh, studio, from the uh, speech department. I said, Kevin, mm-hmm. can you attach a microphone to that camera? He said, yeah, what do you have in mind? I said, I want to try something. So the, at the time, the head coach of the men's basketball team at Chicago State was a fellow named Craig Hodges. So we okay. went up to Craig, Craig Hodges. Hodges. He played for the Bulls. Yep. So we went up to Craig Hodges and said, we want to try a little experiment. Do we have permission? Certainly. So we go set up on the track, 
and I quickly changed into a shirt and tie. And without any notes or anything, we did a little three-minute pregame show, and that was my first game. December 7th, 1995. How was that experience? I've been doing it for 21 years since. (laughs) (laughs) That should answer your question. I've been doing it for 21 years. This is my 21st year doing this. That's awesome. So you know know as well as I do, once you start doing it, you you can't stop. You can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Once you start, you don't stop. Not the fact that you can't stop. It's the fact that you don't stop. You want to do more. You want to get better. You want to say, hey, okay, let me try to add this. Let me try to add this. Um, My girlfriend who lives in Minnesota is a big-time Vikings fan. She knows how much I love their play-by-play voice in Paul Allen. Mm -hmm. When I first heard Paul Allen, I hated him. I hated how he sounded and some of the things that he would use. Now I use more than half of his phrases when I do football games, man. Exactly. That's how it happens. I mean, you you listen to other people, and and it helps you hone your craft. And, you know, and I I appreciate what you just said because you even show respect to someone who you heard. You didn't like the way they came across initially, but then mm-hmm. something from them, uh, whether it's a phrase, whether it's just words, whether it's style, whether it's presentation, whether it's an open or a close, it's something that sticks in your mind. You took that, you made it your own, and spit it out in a different way. Exactly. But I mean, just listening to others and respecting their game helps you stay on top of yours. Exactly. That's always, that, that's always how we stay on top of our game. Trevin Jones joining me here for this version of Mike to Mike. Man, keep doing great work, brother. I will follow you. I will follow your work. I'll give you a listen. Um, man, just, just love how you, how, how you've come along. Keep doing it, man. I appreciate you. Uh, and thank you for the time. Appreciate everything. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.